And now, it's time for the Dad Bod Rap Pod with your hosts, Damone Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Dad Bod Rap Pod, live on location. We have uh, been freed. From our separate holding pens, we are here in Boise, Idaho for Tree Fort Music Festival. Uh, me and Nate, just to set the scene, uh, have on t-shirts and lanyards. Um, <laughs> very, very rare to catch me in a lanyard. Yeah, just... I don't like having lanyards, but it's part of the deal. We also have about 17 plastic bracelets, bracelets right, on. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, ours Strong are related look. to the conference. Dave is just rocking them. Just to be. <laughs> Twenty-one and over, ladies. Yes, exactly. We have we had about uh, fifty-eleven wristbands on right now, associated with the Tree Fort Music Festival. But uh, we're happy to be here, and this has uh, been a great time. A lot of hospitality here in Boise, um, and we actually have seen some uh, rap shows uh, that we we want to talk about, and we've talked to some rappers, right? Um, as we are wont to do on this program. As you know, my name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem1. I am joined by Senior Semantics, the man, the myth, Nate LeBlanc. What's up, everybody? Uh, my first time being in Idaho, my first time going to a music festival as an adult. Uh, wow, just like wow. festival, festival? Festival, festival. I think the only time I could go what you could really call a, a, like a professional music festival was Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza 94. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Nate came out for the local acts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after Woodstock '99, you called it quits, Nate. That was enough for you. You're not counting a fire festival. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Within that, yeah, um, I probably have to say something similar, Dave. Uh, Dave Ma, who is a professional. Let's just be real. Like he's he's walks with an air of confidence through the streets of Boise. Um, <laughs> How's the festival been for you thus far? It's been it's been cool, man. It's been really cool hanging out with you guys. Um, you know, um, Nate mentioned the hospitality, yeah. and you know, I hate to be that guy who's flashing my wrist to get in the front of the line. But, but that's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. Fully doing that. Yeah, yeah. fully doing no that. Those guys. Um, are there drink tokens? I'll take five she shekels. You know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> Whatever rupees get me free yeah. beer here yeah. at uh, at Tree Fort Music Festival. It's, yeah, it's it's been it's, it's been a really good time. A shout cool. out to the uh, the organizers of this festival. They have treated us very well and put together a really interesting festival. If we could just eclectic. circle that, very eclectic. So we have right. everything from uh, Japanese breakfast uh, all the way to I don't know what little fair thing we were watching last <laughs> night. That was. Uh, <laughs> That was Lake Street Dive, who okay. I think I told you guys about 17 times while they were playing. <laughs> My mom really likes them. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and so, and and so, they, yeah. they sounded like not what we are into, but that's fine. No, it, it is. It, just to speak to the breadth of, of programming here to where you have, you know, arguably the most important rap act of our time, uh, Armin Hammer. <laughs> uh, right. Performing, you know, uh, in in a venue. So the way that this festival set up um, is the streets of downtown Boise are kind of transformed to several stages, and then there's also performances that go on at uh, some kind of nightclubby type venue. So we were able mm. to catch um, our guest for this episode, Open Mike Eagle and Video Dave, at the Neurolux last night, uh, which was packed. I was it. I was like. Holy shit! It's so packed. It's like, so packed. I was, I was like, a one. There's like a COVID era yes, masky right. nervousness sure. around that, but I kind of got over that because we on Tuesday went up to San Francisco yes, right. and saw Mike and Arm and Hammer at the Independent, which was more breathable. More breathable, <laughs> and then, I, but I did get used to being around people. I okay. don't know, like you know, yeah. it's like the, you, they, you do your pod or your bubble. Like my bubble got burst, so mm. it yeah. was like we're. I'm fine being around people. I kept my mask on. I'd like made the very important adult decision to not drink so I could keep my mask on. That was oh, my, really? that, that was, was how conscious. I mentally that was, was able to Reconcile be like, it. it's okay to be around all these people. Okay. I'll just leave my mask up. That Period. will protect me from their droplets. I don't know. Period. Uh, <laughs> so we have a spa day and COVID test scheduled for the day that we get back. Yeah. You know, it's fun. funny, Damone, <laughs> I wanted to bring up when you, when we were 
planning this trip and it kind of seemed kind of far-fetched that we were going to get flown out <laughs> and put up in rooms Boise, and, oh, yeah. until i had these plastic dealies on my wrist i did not think this was happening <laughs> yeah same. but you kept calling it our retreat yeah and that now on day two where we're kind of just chilling it's like it's the best part about this is like the free beer no i'm just kidding it's, the, it's that we get to spend time together yeah, not right. not yeah. at home and we're already like having all these ideas and like right, I, right. I don't mm-hmm. like doing retreats because i don't want to be around people ever like except for not on my own terms but right. in this case it's like not only is it kind of like an end of the covid era where we just haven't seen each other except for right. through zoom except for i think we had lunch once or twice yeah, yeah. but that's not the same thing and uh we saw that austin powers guy and that ruined it that's right the only thing i remember from <laughs> that, that meeting that was the last time right yeah we, we didn't enact any of those ideas because it wasn't groovy baby <laughs> yeah uh, it, that that man that was very interesting it's been we, nice we blo- it's we been nice yeah. recording in person yes it's yes. been nice to record in person it's been nice to kind of get out of our kind of day-to-day grind totally and be able totally. To, to fully engage with uh with with music um and yeah it's just been it's been a great time here yeah. so we're we're very glad to be here shout out to the organizers of tree fort music festival uh, last night, as I mentioned, we did get to catch open Mike Eagle and Video Dave's set um, at the Neurolux. Mike, I will say um, on the performance tip, uh, seems to kind of be in a similar place to where we're at as fans, where it's like, oh, this is really cool. This is kind of scary. <laughs> uh, this is really cool. Kind of some nerves, but also, right. you know, great, great live performance. Yeah. I, mean, I was talking to Nate. I mean, Mike really embodies everything that he claims to be, yeah. you know, rapper, comedian, writer, yep. just good personality, you know, yep. music nerd. Yep. And uh, it was really cool to chop it up with him, you know. Yeah. I mean? And As it all always. comes across in his, in his show, too. He right, kind of brings right. that energy. 100. Of, there isn't the veneer of like, I'm the super hardcore rapper. And like, he's very uh, open and genuine with the, with the audience mm-hmm. and had him packed out. Like, yeah, had there, we, there did we have line. not these elaborate wristband situation? Uh, we were not going to get into the club. It was it was super packed. However, I think more importantly, Video Dave really liked my shoes, and we <laughs> yeah. we, sh- we should yeah. be talking no, about we, these we important should. issues. We should we should you. I think it's in the episode. Wait, did we not get on tape when you guys were having the hat discussion? That was after. Oh, I don't know man. if you guys know this. Video Dave makes these elaborate felt hats, oh, and oh, I, this man. is a saga I have been following on Instagram, and I was very interested in. There and was then, like a as soon as we dropped. I like I pressed the space bar to end recording the episode and I'm like, all right, Dave, I want to hear about these hats. <laughs> hit, hit me with the hat story. We should have uh, recorded. The story was great. It is yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have another opportunity. Yeah, to do we, that, we should but. talk to video Dave again. There was definitely a, a bro rapport, but Nate has on or had on these. Uh, Nate, you described the They're shoes. They're like cork dunks. They right? are a cork pack uh, Nike SB dunk. Uh. Yes. yes. So it was it was pretty funny. We were um, we were in the plane and <laughs> we were in the back and Video Dave was like pointing to Nate and they're kind of talking and Nate wasn't sure what he's talking about. And then Video Dave reaches down and touches his shoe, <laughs> just touches the cork. Yeah, we talked. Oh, it's, like, is it's it like a Mary Magdalene cork? Jesus moment. Totally. Like, <laughs> is it actual cork? Is it a fabric? These yeah. are important things just that need to off. be discussed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was very interesting. And then even later when we do did the interview. He was just so struck with your shoes. Yeah. And as a non oh, shoe head, it was like you guys were speaking Greek, but I was happy yeah. for y'all. Honestly, totally. honestly, nothing could be better for me. Yeah. This is yeah. it's like I, <laughs> Nate's floating rap on show schmap schmo. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone I respect liking my shoes. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be gliding off that for months. Yeah, and, and Video Dave, a stylish dude in his own right. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Very interesting, uh, like, kind of harem-style sweatpant. Yeah. Right. Uh, very interesting kind of, like, moonscape Nikes himself. Thought out. Yes. Right. Yeah. Crazy then, course, hat tableau. Yeah. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, no, it was, it was super cool to be able to kind of yeah. kick it with them and then see uh, two shows in a row, so... Basically, Nate, we are the Grateful Dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, grateful. Yes. What are they called? What are the Grateful Dead people called? Uh, deadheads. We are the Deadheads yeah. of underground hip hop. We're uh, the Fly Like an Eagles. <laughs> oh uh. my God. It's horrible. <laughs> We're the grand opening, grand closings. That's right. Uh, no, I. It's. Uh, it was an interesting experience to see the the wrinkles, as I think you called yeah. them in the interview. Yeah. The show was a little different, and because mm-hmm. Mike builds freestyling and rapport with Dave into his show, it couldn't be the same. 
Yeah, yeah. Which is which is dope to have that quality to your show. Um, but it is very risky. I I found uh, you know in in both shows that the willingness to just engage that, and I'm like, you guys can wrap it up here. And they just they'll keep going like yeah. they'll keep mm. you know what I mean like it's it's they don't work with as much of a net as you think they would right. they might they could right. just go to the next song but right. they kind of play out these freestyle skits um, and really get the crowd going like and it probably keeps them entertained as well yes. right yeah Keeping yeah so it it's new, fresh it's not stale like repetitive things of, yeah. of the same yeah N- not to tip the interview too much but we we get into Mike's ableton controller dealy oh, that yeah, he does yeah. that like Super sets cool. him aside from many other indie rap acts that mm-hmm. he is essentially orchestrating his own He's show sequencing the live, show while it's happening is, it's a very cool thing i didn't understand so if you guys ever wondered about this you're about to hear some some facts and some you about takes to, you about it. to get the facts uh yeah it, it was a super dope interview we are here at the owylan uh you were wildin'. You were wildin'. <laughs> wildin' out. Yeah. It's like Bill O'Reilly and Buck Wildin' together. Uh, <laughs> we're out here at the uh, the O'Wildin'. At the Buck O'Reilly. Yes. Uh, here in downtown Boise, we had an opportunity to chat with uh, Open Mike Eagle and Video Dave just moments. Was it your guys' first time meeting Mike in person? Yes. It was my second time yeah. meeting I, I Mike never, I never met him in person. Are we counting the airport? Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if we made this joke on, on Mike. This is Mike's joke, but we it was us, Armin Hammer, and uh, Mike and Dave, and then a couple of people who obviously were going to the festival, and Mike was like, oh, it's like indie rap Soul Plane. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was a very, very. He told it much better. That's it was, it was really funny when he of said course. it. I'm just bastardizing it, but yes. yeah, it yes. was. It was funny. That was a weird life moment. Yeah. So we we basically we left uh, San Francisco on this uh, rickety cargo plane. Yes, with exactly. the best rappers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, on the Buddy Holly Express, uh, and if, too soon. I know. <laughs> uh, it was a little plane though, so me and Nate were in row uh, twelve or eleven, and that was it. Those yeah. were the wheels. We right. were, we were right. in the back. Yeah, we could feel the wheels coming out when we were about to right. land, and all of us just kind of looked at each other, like, "Is this it? Is this yeah. the end of our run?" Love you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right next to a, a chicken cage and feathers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really small plane, but. Uh, we, you know, Armin Hammer's on the plane. Open mic and go video. Dave are on the plane, and and it's it it makes it almost surreal in the sense right. of the music that these cats are making, right? Uh, the cultural impact that's happening, and then yeah, we're just on the the eleven ten to Boise. Yeah, it's like I know who gets peanuts, who gets cookies, <laughs> right. still it's, or it like, sparkling. Like you, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we know who likes seltzer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's Spoiler a level alert, of access. Everyone, <laughs> it's a level of access that. Only some could dream to have. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's been it's been fun. We got in town, did some, uh, you know, perusing. I don't know if you'd call it sightseeing, but we got yeah, the, I was gonna we, say sightseeing. We, we got the right. lay of the land. Yes, 100. we got the lay of the land. Yeah. Uh, went to a couple restaurants. Got got drinks at some of the local. Uh, I was gonna tweet this, but I'll use it here on our main platform. Thank uh, you, Nate. I, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> It's like I'm in, I'm in Idaho comparing everything to San Jose and complaining about the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically yeah. My, right. That's basically my deal. Yeah, and if you take out the Idaho part, that's just how we kick it. That was yeah. my yeah. diary right. entry last yeah, night. Totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary. In you, Idaho complaining about San Jose. You call that reheating pizza? Oh, my God. Yeah. A, a review. Yeah. There, there are some crimes against humanity happening to pizza. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's like a common refrain because of the Texas abortion law when they're all like, oh, that one star on the Texas flag is a review. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I don't know. Brilliant. I don't know what Idaho's flag looks like, Brilliant. but I'll find a joke. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that fits the uh, the travesty yeah. that happened I, to pizza last uh, night. Not not to diss our lovely host here in any way, but we actually even had some fries today. We This fries had been built up. Right. Quite, yeah. a, quite a bit. Right, a, right. a fry is a fry. A fry is a fry. Uh, yeah, I, I think, that, is this controversial? Is there really a low ceiling for fries? 
There can be variation. There's a bad fry. We've had you bad, can fry. Have a bad fry. A soggy fry. A soggy is a fry, fry is a bad fry. No matter what kind of potato it's made out of, what yeah. it's fried in, it's more that is a timing issue. Yeah. They come out of the oil crispy. Okay. So you okay. can't you, they don't start soggy. So it's just too did, mealy. Did these sit for There's too a mealy long. fry. There's a mealy fry for sure. That I that I don't appreciate. We have been hyped up on fries here. We will have to do more research right, as the yeah. develops. We Maybe there's risk. a, a fry specific place. Like you know how they they do like Belgian frites. Yeah. Where like yeah, they yeah, are yeah. often served yeah. with mayonnaise, which is kind of yeah. gross. But you know, if it's like a fry specific place, we should at least get one and share them so we can see the truest totally. representation. Where's the sh- sashimi gray potato? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just thin slices of raw starch melting on the tongue. Presents. Yeah. <laughs> a, a big thing in like fancy oh restaurant God. fry news like seven years ago was Kennebec fries. Kennebec. You guys aware of this? Most fries are Post made out of, out of ru- <laughs> 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 Most fries are made out of russet potatoes with okay. their high starch content. You can do sweet potatoes. Some people sure. do like Yukon Golds or whatever. That's a little too waxy it is. in my estimation. But Kennebecs have this very pleasant, starchy, but light texture so you would see them on a lot of restaurant menus okay and i'm we haven't seen anything like that i think the idaho potato is a russet and that's just that's what they roll they're like you're gonna get this potato yeah you know it yeah they're it's a platinum potato they're like you know what this is you eat this at your home it's the platinum pied potatoes yeah Uh, (laughs) so we'll 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 do uh some more some more research we have definitely enjoyed our time here in boise things are very well ordered and moving along um, at a pace that we enjoy. Um, but with that said, we do want to get to our interview with Open Mike Eagle and Video Dave. They were cool enough to come join us here at the O'Wyland in our special Dad Bod Rap Pod on Location Studio. We had a pretty engaging talk about um, a lot of things, including what's next for them and just a general kind of state of the rap game convo which i'm always up for and, and so is mike so uh let's get to it this is our interview with open mike eagle and video dave Dad Bod Rap Pod, we are back. We are on the ground here at Tree Fort Music Festival in fucking Boise, Idaho. And we have an amazing interview lined up for y'all. They are going to go on stage in just a couple hours, but they were kind enough to come and talk to us for a little bit. We have Video Dave and Open Mike Eagle. What's good, brother? Chilling. Hey. We're, we're, we're in Boise. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. We've quadrupled the black contingent yeah. in Boise. We could, like. We could like take over city council right now. Um, two of us, we could. We are the Boise NAACP. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I believe that was a Rachel Dolezal chapter. Um, <laughs> hey, great to have you guys on. You guys are here at Tree Fort Music Festival, about to rock. But we want to talk a little bit about last night. Nate and I uh, caught y'all show. Uh, at the independent. Where were you, David? <laughs> <laughs> it was a school night, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Nate came, came out. That's the, actually uh, true. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was a uh, it was very very dope show. Um, Mike, how was it? Kind of just being out. You seem to be kind of happy to be outside, but slightly nervous. If I'm just from my observation, that sounds like me every day of my life. Though, <laughs> so it's, it's hard. It's hard to differentiate. But yeah, I mean, you know. We're we're doing shows and and nobody's done shows in a long time. Yeah. We have the yeah. um, the privilege of being able to do like good shows. Yeah, the first time back, we're rocking with Arm and Hammer. We're coming hey. off these LA shows where they were rocking with Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Earl came out like it was it, you know the energy around these shows and the crowds were were awesome. And I think it's like you know that kind of slingshot energy. It's just yeah. going to send us yeah. up through the rest of these dates like ready yeah. to rap real hard. In front of people breathing at us, it's a lot of it's, it's, yeah. 
So that's that's where the nerves come in. Okay, okay. Is, is, is on that part. I've been, you know, doing live rap so long that that part doesn't make me so nervous. It's just this new environment. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, you know, it's, it's always operating somewhere in your mind. Yeah, Dave, is it, you, you travel a bunch. Does this, is it weird to be back on tour? It's really weird to be back on tour. I, I, I traveled a lot during the whole uh, Panera and did some work <laughs> and was traveling around, but I was always by myself. Like, I was yeah. working a reality show when they had us on strict lockdown. Okay. Like, while we were working. So, this is, yeah, this is very different. Lot. Going to different states and people are, like, walking up to you and want to say hi. And, and it's nice and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, thank you. It's nice to see y'all. I feel good to be out, too. But then sometimes you're in the middle of, like, standing there on stage breathing and there are people down there breathing and they're like what am i doing everybody's breathing at us yeah yeah, yeah. like that's aggressively and, yeah and, and i'm working myself up so i need to take deeper breaths <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad equation yeah uh i thought you guys were incredible and i think that your palpable excitement to be back out really helps stir up a kind of quiet room. Um, I, do, I was wondering if, as a, you know, I don't want you to talk bad about your fans, but do you find San Francisco to be a stand around town? I find every town I perform in. <laughs> town. We go to San Francisco, we go to Prague, there's people standing there until we tell them to do something. Right. That's, that was the, you know, the lesson learned for me for being on the road for so many years is that a lot of people come to our shows you get the sense that they don't know quite how to enjoy it mm. yeah yeah and mm. so the more that we can do to kind of lead the way and have people open up like it's just it's really good for the night because people are really open they just kind of don't know what to do because it's not like a very well established community or set it's of not behaviors. a dancing right. thing yeah. necessarily exactly. it's like you know you'd have to be pretty good to rap along uh, <laughs> and people do that yeah, a lot people though. do that for sure they, yeah. very quietly <laughs> they know all the lyrics and they stand in the front row and they look in your eyes and they say all the words without making a sound uh, <laughs> that has to be so weird which I, is why you rap <laughs> for that for that eye contact. If I'm really enjoying a show, I have kind of like a rapt attention and I'm doing basically what I'm doing now. I'm crossing mm. my arms and just kind of staring at you and it's like it gives the performer nothing. But I'm having it's such a good time. Problem. You know what it's I mean? I'm into it right now. Now that uh, what had happened was season 1, you know, obviously was a big success and then season 2, I mean people love that too. Now that it's done, like give us your reflections on that a little bit. Like That's how was that, man? Um, now that it's all out there. Oh man. Oh, so I have so many. I have so many thoughts about it um, because my immediate experience of both of them really centers on myself as a as an artist, as a fan of this music, and in being in a, in a position to be able to like get them stories out. When I think about it, I just think about how active my nervous system was through <laughs> each one of these conversations because I'm like rapt attention, like ha- like having my mind blown by a lot of this, the answers and a lot of the context. Um, and and really just feeling grateful, like for the opportunity to be able to like get this stuff laid out. Um, and my experience of each season is very different because you know Principal and LP are just so different as people. Um, so I don't even think I'm done processing all of that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's like they say, never meet your heroes, but I'll I'll, I'll do a season talking to mine. <laughs> like yeah, we right. get we get very close. Um, and and it's just it's just really interesting, but I think it's mostly just from a sense of me and my fandom, and um, just feeling really humble and grateful. And and in some ways, like I don't even understand how I have the access. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me. No, you know, what I mean? no. It, does, it doesn't quite make sense to me. Probably that Sto- Stony Island branding. I you think that's helping. Once that's you put real. that Stony Island in your chest, it's right. <laughs> 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 That's when things start to change in this right, industry. There's that Boise tattoo shop right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's right around the corner. <laughs> Word. So uh, you're you're a podcaster, Mike. You're you're a rapper, mm-hmm. a rapping ass rapper. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like? Do you feel like your last album, Anime Trauma Divorce? Have we have we seen the Anime Trauma Divorce bump? Has <laughs> there been a a bump in interest. I feel like you're more popular than you were. You know what? I, okay, look. 
<laughs> so this reminds me of the last time, no, the first time I talked to y'all, there was the new Negroes bump. Yes. That's why right. yes. oh, I didn't exactly. know the bumps. Yeah. Exactly. And look yeah. where you are. You're in a corporate conference room in Boise, getting interviewed by people you basically employ. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. Oh, my We rode in the first row to plane a day, too. <laughs> right, the yeah. first row. <laughs> we had not first class, we had first glass. We had first, <laughs> first window. That was, that was all we had. Oh, man. Um, I, don't, I don't see bumps happen, or if I do see increases in things, it's hard for me to attribute it if there is mm. a bump to okay. the album. Okay. Like, to me, the podcast seems like. A bigger thing really you know like you there's so? there's a lot more when i look at the 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 type of feedback i get i often note like where where are the sectors where it's coming from mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when i put out music there's like a good music fandom in in terms of my relationships to them i get mm-hmm. a good response from that i'll get like good press and stuff um but largely, that's kind of where it ends. But okay. I've noticed with the podcast, like, you get different attention from different all outlets. sorts of different yeah. people, too. Okay. Like, different people. Like, because it's not about me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, it's, right. it's mm, about, mm. like, these albums these, yeah. that people love that right. that nobody largely talks about. Right. And you get all of this backstory from the creators. And, totally. and yeah. I don't know. It just invites in a whole different type of energy. Totally. So and, that and that I've been able to feel more of a of a uh, energy off of that okay. than off of my last release. Interesting. Interesting. I was going to say, like, and the joy really, like, comes through. Like, your mm-hmm. joy as a fan and the fandom, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't have to reveal anything, but are you just constantly thinking of another season? season I'm, three? I'm, I am I am seventy five percent through the way taping of yeah. this season. Yeah. Like, we have three episodes left to tape. Dope, dope. Okay. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, this is our first time talking to you, and I would love to talk to you a little bit about your twenty twenty album. Um, week 15, a oh, Week 15, 16? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a fan of that record. I Thank thought you. that the way that you... It's it's essentially kind of like an acting. It's mm. like you took your character through the week. The beatscapes, though subtly shifted as the energy level of the week rises and falls. You talked about normal people stuff, like going to work, drinking at bars after work. These are mm-hmm. things I partake in. Mm-hmm. It's very relatable for <laughs> relatable me. Relatable content. Um, can you just... I don't... We've never had you on. Kind of like tell us about your your process with that and how yeah, you know yeah. the record itself. Um, I mean, it's it's a long story. I'll try to keep it concise. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you listen to the album, obviously there's a lot of drinking because I was doing a lot of drinking when I lived in New York at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. My bartender was one of my best friends. You can make what you yeah. <laughs> will of that. <laughs> just that's a statement. But my bartender was one of my best friends. I just moved to this new city. This guy's my buddy, and like he makes music, and he's like, "Oh man, I, I don't know what he had just started using, whether it was Logic or I forget mm-hmm. which uh, platform." But he's like, "Man, I just started making beats, and these were like the first beats he made, and he just gave me this beat pack, and there were seven of them, and I was like, these are great.' And like I'm from Chicago, he's from close to Detroit, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, this is there's some house in here. I was like, I really like these, and I. Listen to him for months, and he was getting mad every day. You didn't write nothing to those beats? I'm like, no, man, give me some time. Give me some time. And it literally took me like a year, two years. Oh, wow. But way before I ever wrote a word, I, I was listening to him, and I was like, oh, there's seven of them. And one of them, Sunday, sounded like a Sunday. I was like, this right. sounds like a Sunday morning. And then I thought about it, and I gave him all days, and I listened to him in order. And I walked around New York City, walked to work every day. I was mm. just listening to those beats. And so it just became like walking music for New York. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, I have a theory that all that Sunday morning has the best songs. Mm. You have your Velvet Underground, mm. uh, Margot Gurion. Mm. That's a little bit Oh, name, name Sunday. One. Yeah. yeah they're they're Sunday. about Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday. <laughs> Easy like Sunday morning is probably your mainstream yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. Of it. Anyway, uh, you're adding to the canon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah, the, the, the first one I wrote was Saturday. And I wrote it. It was a whole different song. And it was really about to just the bang your head against the wall, like that energy. And then I was like, oh, this could be a story. And I wrote the whole story mm. and had to rewrite it. But I don't know. It was a, I, I made the album many years ago. And then later on, Mike gave me the chance to like put it out. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm re-recording the whole thing. And nice. Oh. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a good record. Thank you. Are you working on anything right now, Dave? Oh, yeah. I'm 
always working on stuff. Okay. Uh, working on some stuff with people. Mm. One of the people in this room, I'm working on some stuff with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out have a project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say, you and Nate got the hot shit. Hot sixteen. Been working with Mike. Did you debut a protege last yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, Mike? yeah. Not a protege. That. Like, okay. Well, that's the thing. That's kind of what Dave was alluding to. Is that uh, him, myself, and Steel Rift, who we brought Steel on stage. Rift. Last okay. I called him Steel Reserve earlier. That's, that's really not the page. I couldn't remember. That's hard, dude. That's wow. fucking hard. I'm gonna run that by the boys. Steel Reserve. <laughs> Rebrand. <laughs> but he's actually I started rhyming with him in Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay. We high school together. Okay. okay. And me, him, and Psalm One were gotcha. all oh, in a crew okay. together, like on a high school crew. Um I heard y'all's interview with her too. That was really dope. But yeah. but I was like, No, but wasn't that group back? I often talk to y'all. Yeah. In, in the pie. It's really that's how we do the show. It's a, <laughs> that's, how we, that's how it's pitched. Hey Mike. Uh, um, the, but, people but, say the closest thing you'll ever feel to being a ghost is wanting to contribute to the podcast yes, you're listening to. That's 100%. what your whole life would be like if you were a ghost. So um so don't we die. get facts wrong every week. The three of us together have been making music um, over the past few months that we're really into. So that's some of the stuff that we premiered last night. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, which which was dope. And then you alluded to you don't have a name. No, we have a name. We're just yeah. not telling people what it is yet. Yeah. Steel Reserve. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't have the group name and a member name. Right. Like That's true. That's true. Okay, okay. Uh, well, we look forward to that. So, there's yeah, a, a yeah. project in the works. Is this this what's going on? Absolutely, that is, that okay. is in the works. Absolutely, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're we're excited about that. Will we get a little of, of that tonight at the? Uh, I think so. The Neurolux Lounge Except here in Boise. A, a steel reserve, as you call it. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's on injury reserve tonight. Okay. No, he didn't. He didn't make it out to this show. It's okay. actually funny. But this weird setup we have for those of you at home. We're in a weird corporate lounge in Boise, Idaho, off to the side of the festival. It feels kind of like we're in the locker room doing yeah. interviews. I feel like we should be pitching something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. seriously. <laughs> um, so it's the sports metaphor is really carrying through this whole week. Yes, for us. yes, absolutely. So you've got a big start tonight yeah. at the, at the, uh, uh, the I Neurolux. Don't know if you have any plans to, but several people mentioned to us that you guys should be doing your song you have together With on this, right. these tour right. days. Yeah, is that going to happen? So right. this is the thing. Uh, man. Okay, so I want I want to allude to something that would be construed as like colored people time, and I don't kind of want to. Like, I kind of want to avoid that. But we're three. We're three uh, black men, four black men, including including Quelle Chris, yeah. that uh, collaborated on that song. We all move a very different timeline. So like, it was a real effort to make sure that that song came out before the tour started. Oh, uh, okay. And so like, so much energy went to that. Like we didn't even think about performing it until like we were on the tour already, and 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 I do think it's still a possibility. Okay, but we have not prepared Worked for it. At all. Okay, okay, we have not made any okay. any arrangements for it, <laughs> even though we all know it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, Dave, talk to us about the video component of the show. You're you're up on stage. With Mike, you kind of hype man, mm-hmm. but the it seems like the visual kind of stuff comes from your shop. We were talking uh, before you guys came in about the great visual sync ups uh, with your yeah. opening yeah. song last night, which like I told Damone, like that I used to really like that song, and now I love that song. Mm. And the song's title is "Feel at Home." Feel at Home. Mm-hmm. I will always think of it as that song from Brick City Kids. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not good with the titles for whatever reason. But can you talk a little bit about how you prepare for a tour like this and what you kind of show to the people? Yeah, um, I think when when me and Mike started working together again and like working on just different kind of stuff and the idea of coming on tour came up, like it was like, what would, but for what? Like mm. why? And my first thought was, uh, you know what? Like I, I, I went to, my first thought was visuals because I had gone yeah. and seen this Depeche Mode show in uh, Brooklyn once. And they just had the craziest visual stage. Like the mm. floor of the stage was else was LEDs behind them, everything. Mm. And there was just so much shit going on. Then I also went to Governor's Ball and a few other concerts and saw Tame Impala. And just like their whole presentation, it's amazing. And, you know, I like 
you know, maybe do a little mushrooms here and there and stuff like that. And if you go to one he of eats a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> That's another theme of this. It, what we're calling a weekend, a though it's Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, 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 we, can, if, we can discuss some things after this. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen the same Tame Impala show maybe four or five times, but you know the mushrooms make it. So every time it's, it's unique. the most unique experience of all time. But like the Depeche Mode show, the Tame Impala show, and then uh, I don't know if anybody out there has ever seen um, this visual interpretation of the Jay Dilla Donuts album that Hmm. some dude made. On it's on YouTube. Like it's just on YouTube. It's hard to find. It's very hard to find, and I've I have it. Okay. It's uh, it's like the white whale. It's ridiculous. Oh wow. Yeah. So I have this, and I had those three things in my mind. And when Mike was like, "What would you do if you know on tour?" I was like, mushrooms, hey, donuts, <laughs> yes. and impalas. Mushrooms, mushrooms and watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Sit in the room, watch YouTube, and eat mushrooms. He said, you know what? But <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we've exactly done that. Yeah. Like, we've really done that. <laughs> I felt like you were only going backwards. But, like, for me, I guess another way to answer this is because uh, I, I, I went to school for radio and TV production. And I was mm-hmm. making beats. I was trying to make it in hip-hop, making beats and raps and all that back in the day before before all this whole podcast business even existed. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't really working out. And then I was like, you know what? I could switch to the TV part of my degree. Because mm. when I learned to make beats, and I also learned to edit. And really, in my mind, it was the same thing. Mm. So, like, this whole thing of going on tour, I always see the shit as the same thing. And if anybody was to look at my old work, my kind of theme I'd been going on for a while is kind of like a silent movie theme and a theme in my mind of, like, trying to entertain people who can't hear like i love music so much and, mm. and I, I don't know anyone who can't hear i don't know why this even mm. came up to be honest but it was in my head like you know people can't hear and they want to be at a concert and then i like to watch tv i like videos so for me i just wanted to visualize his music so we would talk about hey you know what are you thinking about what is this song and like sometimes be like, oh this song's about this huh like no that's just what it, you think it's about <laughs> okay. and like he'll give me like a little you know what actually you should find some uh, some people dancing and mm. that would be good for this video mm. oh okay so we talk about it I go I find videos edit them together and then I have some software so I can manipulate it live mm. so the oh. way he plays his beats cause when I first started going on tour with him and seeing him live it's like yo my favorite part of this because I've seen the rest of it before I've seen people rap I don't know right. if I've seen somebody sit there and manipulate their beats live yeah. right. and I was like I think I could do that with video the mm. way you're doing it with music mm. and maybe that'll be cool this is That's the so best dope. show advertisement ever. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see him live. Clip this part out and put it, <laughs> put it in a press kit. <laughs> yeah, no, he saw it. But you know what? When you say people for people who can't hear, a lot of times you can't hear. Like, you actually cannot hear the lyrics, like, uh, you know, when you're at a big show, depending on how you. the sound you is. You enunciate and all that. Yeah. But I understand, though, the sound is different from venue to venue. Yeah, right, like yeah, some, right. and, and your position and where you're standing, the crowd, you know, like, yeah. there's so many variables. Yeah. Like, that's I, I really feel that. And so with the, the visual component, thought the show was super dope. Uh, when you're doing a tour like this, do you do different weird wrinkles night to night? just to stay fresh or do you kind of just like here is the script I'm gonna tell you right. something nothing has terrified me like the thought that y'all were also there last night <laughs> <laughs> great I, I feel almost cornered you like, do. I, gotta, I gotta do something different you had 30 points and 10 rebounds last night how do you follow that up Mike <laughs> the exact same way <laughs> So, I mean, honestly, like... We'll, we'll trade you a shout-out for the same show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're largely going to do the same show. Uh, of course, like we said, Still Rift isn't here today, so we're going to work around that. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, you I, always freestyle in the show. Like, that's, right. That's a part of it. But I'm wondering, does, like, after you do so many dates, do you just start swapping things out? Do you try different shit? Do you fuck with each other just to keep the shit, you know... Um, I don't think we fuck with each other. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. Th- I think we tweak the lineup because you know, especially because we haven't been out in a while. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. our relationship to to songs changes so much based on the experiences we have in performing them, yep. and we haven't had that in so long that like yep. I'm okay. I'm like everything in my set now is stuff like okay. I think this is good stuff. Right. One of these motherfuckers goes wrong, out. Might not do it again for another six months. Um, but you know, but but that's that's the that's the context, the experience that we're re- regaining out on the road yeah. right now, yeah. and it's important, you yeah. know, to to know because because there is a certain flexibility and wanting to make sure we're doing the best version of what it is that we have to do every night. 
Do, do you guys have like? Are there Grateful Dead style independent hip hop people? Are there people that not pop up in my their... shit? You mean like to follow around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck from around me. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Uh, so you got the the group album is coming out. Um, we heard on the Twitters that you are writing for a TV show. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I can't I can't say the name of it, but it's an animated show. And it's on Apple TV. It is not out yet. That's okay. the thing. Okay. So, like, okay. Uh, when when all is announced, um, then I can be fully forthcoming. But okay, congratulations! So, yeah, man. congrats, man. How has that experience been? Incredible, right. honestly. Um, wow. If wow. it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, this job is for how my brain works. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm man. saying? Okay. Like, okay. Like we get a lot of prompts, uh, uh, you know, and, and a lot of like. Uh, execution of okay you had this idea now write it you know what i'm saying mm. and and mm. a lot of workshopping and uh and but i think and i don't have much experience in writers rooms but i think we have a really really good and supportive and kind room too okay. like with really brilliant people that are also really good humans so this just it just feels like a great thing to be able to wake up and you know zoom connect into yeah. every day you yeah. know do you it's, feel like your your rap experience gives you anything in those spaces it gives me um it gives me a a sense of rhythm that i think is actually kind of low-key important Mm. but it also gives me this weird i get this weird like existential dread every time something about (laughs) music comes up in the show because it's like they're gonna start throwing around musicians yeah and it's like Either these are the same people that get everything, mm-hmm. or I know them personally, right. or it's like, right. don't y'all know I do this? Right. <laughs> like, it's just really. What if we want to rap on the program? To me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, but 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 it's you know it's a lot. It's musical conversations that come to things as granular as lyrics, which is something that they'll sometimes right. assign me. But right. then it's even like, who are we gonna get to score this? I'm like, I know so many people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like, and I, I don't want to like bombard them with that type of but it's like I really do bring a different um a different network a different um mm. experience of the music business mm. into this that I'm still trying to figure out how to like make that a part of the conversation I okay. thought you were going to go a slightly different way with that where it's like if they start talking about music like they are normal people and you are like uh, both a music nerd and a musician, so you would be like, uh, I, I'm gonna have to quibble there. Like, that's actually this 1973 kind of vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the people are people are pretty sharp in there, but it's like, uh, and I don't quite, I haven't said this out loud yet, so this might not come out of the fully formed thought, but it's like, what the, the part that's really interesting to me is, is how I'm noticing how the same people get all the same mm-hmm. musical opportunities in that world. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in that environment, you don't want to say anything you have to stop and explain to people. Mm. You want to say things that already people, they, they have some familiarity with it. Interesting. And right. because of Interesting. that, it's like, oh, yeah, so Tyler will come up a lot. Yeah. Or Childish Gambino will come up. Yeah. Right, because everybody knows that. Right. But if I say Samus... Yeah. Then I gotta stop and send some links and follow <laughs> yeah. up on them later. Like yeah. that's just that's just not how the shit goes. And that that's mm. been a real revelation for me. Okay. Yeah. And kind of like, oh, you know, it's not some of it is people having great managers and agents, some of it is just familiarity after a yeah. certain point. Mm. Yeah. People, Thanks people for that. It's good right, to man. be ubiquitous, yeah. right? It, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Right. <laughs> Are you working on a follow up? For animatronic and divorce. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm I'm like almost done with the album. Like, okay. um, and 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 it's largely informed by what we're doing together as well. Okay. Um, and and informed by what Armin Hammer is doing, mm, and informed yeah. by yeah. like, all right, like, rapping. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, rapping, like okay. rapping, like yeah, right. Like I started my my whole way into this was rapping. Yeah. And like, oh, that's what we doing. Yeah. Oh, I could do that. Oh, man. <laughs> I got like, big on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, and it's it's been exciting to me too to, you know, to to focus on the craft of it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. been exciting. It, this me. is a kind of a weird question, but like, do you consider what you do when you're doing the more melodic parts to be singing, or is that also rapping? It depends on which song. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes, like, sometimes, sometimes you'll fully sing now. Right. Okay. Like if it's a hook. Right. Sometimes I'll fully sing the hook. Yeah. And then and then I guess 
I have certain songs that the delivery of of doing it on stage yeah. dozens, a hundred times, where yeah. it has taken on a fully melodic, um, a fully melodic uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. But I think most things I write, I write them as raps. Yeah. And so for as long as I can, I try to hold on to like the rapping kind of mm-hmm. energy yeah. of yeah. it. Because yeah. like giving people that line by line, very present, very, this is something I'm trying to give to you right now. Mm. Like it's a little different than the melody of a hook. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's the balance, you yeah. know? And, and it's it's me kind of noticing uh, which way something can be developed live. Okay. That's interesting. So that the performance of it determines the final form. Ultimately, yeah. And yeah. and there's 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 songs I've I have that have gotten so melodic I don't even like doing them no more. Wow. Uh, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's great if I'm opening for why. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then like, yeah, I can have all of these melodic tunes yeah. that kinda are genre bending, mm-hmm. but then like if if I'm opening for Brother Ali <laughs> no, you ain't like, coming in there singing. It, I did, <laughs> and, and, I, and, yeah. and midway through the tour, I found myself like scrambling. Like yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I, I, I want, I want to be rapping more. Okay. These people want to okay. hear more rap music, and yep. I have rap songs. Most of these started as rap, rap songs, songs. Yes. right? You know. All right, I have one more super nerdy one. I was like thinking about this yesterday. If it's not a beat you produced, do the producers have to send you the stem so that you can program your pads? No, with them, you can uh-huh. break it. Up yourself, yeah. Ableton, you Ableton is very yourself? powerful. Okay, Ableton is very powerful. Yeah, because yeah. the we were talking about this last night at the show. We we started going to shows when there were still DJs, mm-hmm. and then there were dat tapes, and then there was kind of nothing. Right. Sometimes you'd have like I saw Beans one time just rock with a disc man, and it was Whoa. a great show. <laughs> he had a stool next to him with a disc man and a bottle yeah. of water, wow. but he's magnetic, right? So anyway. Uh, you bringing a performative element back to it with the the pads, the stuttering, the starting, the stopping, and you've kind of incorporated it into like I don't know if this is too far. You tell me your life, like when you did your Instagram live, right. that's fully part of your mm-hmm. deal. You always mm-hmm. kind of have it with you when you're performing, right. and you riff in a way that I think is really interesting. Is is that all improvised, or are there like stutters and stops that are planned in? There's there's moments that are planned in like i i know i I have a sense of when it's time to start fucking with the beat and sometimes yeah. i know exactly what i'm gonna do and sometimes i'm like let me press this button this time and see what happens you know I, I you know i don't part of part of me even doing that is to not make it too routine because yeah. if i yeah if i if i have a dj i have to tell everything and then like we have to be so in sync that it can't change well it's a there was routines for a reason right you don't right. change them right that's your right, right. it's a routine yeah it's not right. a called an improv it's <laughs> called a routine. Right. right um and but, but you know what what makes it more exciting for me as a performance to have a have more control like i started performing i would run my phone through a DJ mixer mm. and 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 because all I needed was the drop. Yeah. To be so able I just started being able to, yeah. you know, just do the, the crossfader to do a drop. You know, yeah. but like that's what opened my mind up. And then, you know, performing with people like Dose One and mm. um seeing people like Edon, mm. you know, like you can see, oh like there's just so much more you can do. You yeah. know, and I kind of fell in with that legacy and try to figure out like all of my peer group i feel like they all perform off the 404 yeah off that yeah. 404 and it's right. the same you know it's all from the same, same kind of trap exactly yeah. exactly yeah i just chose to go ableton with it because that's how i started right. when i got to that point you know that's dope and it's like uh your your kind of hip-hop points level up when you're when you're doing live i mean i think that's what hip-hop is is mm-hmm. live manipulation and and being able to freestyle and do other things um I know you got to go in a little bit. Y'all got a show at the Neurolux Lounge here in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. We are at Tree Fort Music Fest. Uh, you're on tour with Arm & Hammer. Mm-hmm. Are they the most important rap group out right now? Group. Group. How many rap groups are there? Uh, Six. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like them and Migos. It's like all the culture. I mean, I think so. I, I, I'm, I'm so fascinated by this moment mm. uh, and I'm so fascinated with the thought of like what comes next mm. um, and so do I think th- they're having the most important moment right now yes mm. 
But I think ultimately what my hope is is that it becomes a moment that contains more people. And I, I don't mean myself. Like right, I, right. I'm able to do other shit. But like right. for the for the uh, I don't know for 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 the growth of what it is that we yeah. do for it to because I feel like it's it's really stagnant. I feel like it's damn near close to death. Like really, I feel like JPEG Mafia was like the last son of Krypton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he was the last baby launched off the dying planet, and it's just like. I, I, and I know I know that there's other uh, acts doing it. I just mean the viability, like being able to make a career of it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Because I think just, and, and I preach this from the rooftops, it's just the way that streaming changed the revenue versus when it yeah. was CD-based. Mm-hmm. It's just so yeah. different. Yeah. And it's so much harder to make a living mm-hmm. um, as an indie rapper. An indie rapper, which mm-hmm. I think is such like a... It's it's an identity that that it lives in the world. These are real people that mm-hmm. make dope music and people fuck with it. Mm. But the business mm. is not fucking with it right now. Really? Largely. The business isn't. Like the the business right now, because of streaming, is really in giant artists. Yeah. Because it works okay. at scale. Yeah. Like if you're doing, you know, if you have millions of monthly listeners, that business makes sense. If right. you have thousands of monthly listeners, it's hard to invest in that with the, mm. way the business is right now. Mm. Some people are out here literally rapping like we're like, I don't even know what it, it's just like a warrior sensibility. It's like I'm going to get on that plane and go to Europe. I'm going to take my life in my hands. Yeah. Like there's no like it's it's for the craft. It's for what I get from people It's for what the exchange, the exchange that happens on stage. Like mm. they're doing it for that because, you know, the money largely is, is a gamble. Yeah, you know, and I just I, I want this moment to become something closer to this being viable. Mm, that's int- I, I I don't I don't think of Armin Hammer that way as like being a, a gateway to a new type of viability. But that's really interesting because I think they have they still have mystique. Rap rap groups don't have mystique. That's real anymore. That's, that's uh, very real. That, they that definitely is a captured great mystique. Point. Um, and I'm yeah, I do. I hope that rubs off too. In, in some way, and there's more uh, important rap. I, I wanted to make a slightly different point, which I think their music, though they asked people to stop saying this after Paraffin as they went into Shrines and Haram, is still apocalyptic and, like, dark. And They asked people to stop saying it? Uh, they, I think, kind of. Hmm. We could talk off mic about that. I might <laughs> that a little bit. But uh, he, basically, Woods was saying, like, the reviews are still saying it's apocalyptic. Did you listen to Shrines? Of course. It's like yeah. it's like that's like Arm and Hammer pastoral, which is not quite right. that either, right? right. Mm. But it changed. Fielded came in. Things changed. Yeah. Anyway, separate point. Um, I wonder what happens as the world opens up. We didn't get it this year, but you have to think a kind of Roaring Twenties. Mm. We're all gonna like go in partying after all this darkness will wow. their music resonate will this music oh, will indie wow, rap music gotcha. resonate or is it going to go back not. to clubs <laughs> DJs? yeah no like right. I, that's not what we're here to do though really right like we're here to we're here to really indulge our individual weird ass artistic sensibilities and that's got nothing to do with what the fuck is going to happen when we're all out partying again. Yeah, it's got right, nothing yeah. to do. It's really got nothing to do with the streets of Boise right now. <laughs> it's really like they bring us here because we're cool. But this, you know, like, yeah. the, and, but you know, th- there's going to be a show full of people who do vibe with this, but yeah, it's right. not going to be the same people who are outside on the main stage. Yeah, for right. sure. You know, because it's right. it's a different vibe. But we we paint with a different set of tools, and people who come to it come to it for that. It's, and and I think that skill. Like what Woods, what would a Lucid do over beats? It's so nuanced and beautiful and broken mm. and and I, I I don't know. It's so evocative to me. It's like they're they're fucking excellent at this. Yes, they should be able to live off of this. Yes, yes. right. Like motherfuckers lived off way less than this. <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Right. We right. talk like, a lot about 100. album runs. Their yeah. album run they're Incredible. on right now is one for the ages. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying attention you would know this is an important thing that's happening. But it's hard for us to tell how many people pay attention. In our little world, they're mm. a big deal. We don't get out much, right? So it's interesting to see it in the real world. Right. And also, in, like, in the streaming culture, like everything's just like come and go. Yeah. You know, I think people will revisit the shit and be like, 
what the fuck? Who is Armin Hammer? <laughs> yeah. Either way, is it the Velvet Underground? They're going to spawn <laughs> That's so 10,000 10, right. uh, Armin I mean, We really got to talk off mic about this. I have, I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about this shit and who's really uh, creating the next wave okay. of, of yeah. young rap weirdos. Okay. Um, that will be for our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> open mic, Eagle, Video Dave. We know y'all got to hit the stage. We really do, appreciate we do. you coming on the dad bod. Rap pod, uh, yeah, kill shit. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. For so. So what we what we found out in Boise for Tree Fort, uh, we were having uh, some drinks with some guests that we met there. Apparently, Nate is white. Um, we, <laughs> we were not aware of this. Uh, apparently, Nate is white, but we we've always known he's hairy. And I, I always thought that you were like French Canadian hairy, but you're also like Italian hairy. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And the, the, the combination really is uh, it's a pretty serious situation. <laughs> <laughs> so what you'll understand about rolling with Nate on in a vacation type situation is he goes two buttons down on his shirt. So True. so the chest hair is ablazing. We're we're beating the ladies back with like sticks, <laughs> keep them away. Um, and it it as we were just kind of chatting, it I said, Nate, you know what? We need to talk about this in the next uh manscaped ad because um I'm sure Nate is not the only uh hairy hip hop head. Um, out there. And- I cannot and will not shave my chest, but I do endorse the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 in case you're wondering if you did. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course they're wondering. People want to know how you stay so uh, manicured. And that is because support for Dad Bod Rap Pod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for yo family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 you heard that right the 4.0 join over 2 million men worldwide who trust manscape with this exclusive offer for you nate i want you to put in like air horn sounds there exclusive <laughs> uh 20 off and free worldwide shipping with the code dad bod at manscape.com that's right code dad bod at manscape.com uh yeah so shout out to manscape um and shout out to proper grooming because when you're sitting on tiny airplanes for hours at a time uh the last thing you need is overgrown ball hair so please support the program go to manscape.com use the code deadbod That was our conversation with Open Mike Eagle and Video Dave. I was telling the bros here that um, there's a handful of people who get a particular type of rap-based humor. Um, I think we are on the vanguard of that. I think there are maybe 12 people who get these jokes consistently. I would put Cutso on that that spectrum, our our homie Cutso. Um, And I do believe that Open Mike Eagle and Video Dave are, are travelers um along this and so um i don't we didn't catch it on mike because you know we didn't but w- there's was a great earl sweatshirt t-shirt joke oh, yeah. that would live in infamy <laughs> that only they could understand right, so, yes. right so i don't know if that came up if that came across in what you guys just heard but that, uh, that was a closed mic ouch ouch, <laughs> ouch. uh yeah so we had a, a great time just chopping it up with them uh, just so cool, right? So cool. So great to hear Mike talking about, like you said, the state of rap music right now. And coming from not not just like a participant 
but like somebody who grew up with it and like a real yeah. rap nerd. And mm-hmm. you know, he freely talks about it in a very prideful way. And mm-hmm. the humor just clicks with us perfectly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so for him to talk about the importance of Arm and Hammer and like yeah. what they're doing and like, yeah. you know, seizing the zenith, I mean, it's it was fantastic. I think it's interesting that um, he keeps insisting he's not leveling up. Yeah, yeah. Right, it, right. It, I get yeah. from the inside these things are Im, Im, sometimes imperceptible. But to me, and I think he, he knows what his bank account looks like yeah, and we don't, right? But I'm just like, isn't being in the Wall Street Journal its own kind of level up? Right. Like you went from being in L.A. Weekly yeah. to being in the Wall Street Journal. That in itself is a journey, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make you any money necessarily. In, in of For itself. sure. And For so sure. that it's it's inextricably tied to like comfort level. And I get that. But we're at a point with our show where we've watched it level up, air quotes, you guys can't see. We also don't make any money. Right. So, But it, from the outside, I get that it seems like, well, I mean, here we are. We're doing fun stuff. We're, I was we're, about to say, Nate, we're, uh, I haven't paid for a drink in $48. <laughs> um, this drink token says otherwise, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just funny to like see because I, I, I don't know. There's There's some kind of parallel that like, I was I was feeling when Mike was talking about because it was a callback to an earlier yeah, question right, that right. we did and yeah. maybe we'll do it every time now. Hey, as, as a bit. Oh, it's all bump questions like, from here on out. We'll, we'll be DMing on Slack in six weeks and be like, "Have you felt that uh, Mississippi <laughs> Studios Portland sold out show bump yet?" Um, but it it is it was cool to sit down and have some just like unstructured kind of conversation. We didn't do what I call the three man weave, which is our two questions, each half hour right. interview yeah. with uh, a yeah. patent pending that we do basically on the show every week. <laughs> it was more like just like chatting. As yeah, pros. yeah. It's, it's nice to get the in-person conversation. Absolutely. Feel, yeah. You know. uh, yeah. And I thought uh, video Dave, you know, who to me has some level of mystery. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it totally. was great to kind of sit down. He's he's not, you know, he's not right. out, outspoken. And, and, and Nate's like, questions, I think, sort of opened that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, oh, nice to see. Oh, you want to know? Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Video yeah. Dave Speaks was right. part of this. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah. He purposefully and literally plays the background, right? Yes. So to yeah. hear him tell, like, the stories. Oh, we didn't hear the hat story, actually. Uh, yeah, you guys no. will will just have to trust us that the hat story was, <laughs> yeah. was yeah. fucking amazing. The way that... Patreon, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say, uh, it, as we're rounding home here, kind of a partier. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We don't have to get into specifics. Yeah. But he, was, yeah. he was, uh, he was, he was ready to enjoy <laughs> all that that Boise has to offer. Um, and in that way, we're all video, Dave. Um, <laughs> so we we really appreciate them coming on. Especially, it was literally like forty five minutes before they were going to hit stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super cool that they could. Uh, yeah, just bro down with us it was it was less of an interview more of a chat so with that we are still here at the P- tree fort music festival we'll be hanging out i think for like 24 more hours or something that like that right yeah. fear and loathing guys <laughs> yes <laughs> yes the stages fear of people talking to us loathing of the food yes <laughs> Don't even ask where a bun me is. Right? <laughs> uh, we, if you subscribe to our Patreon, we will send you a picture of Dave's face when he saw the pho restaurant <laughs> here <laughs> in downtown Boise. I think it, the lady making broth had blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Barbara's bond me. That was. <laughs> you weren't excited about that. It, it was F A U X. Pho. <laughs> uh, we we have been to a couple eateries. Uh, we went to a really cool coffee shop, uh, Nectar Coffee, this morning, which I, I thought was. I think uh, it's no tea. I think it's Nectar. Nectar. That doesn't sound right. It sounded coming out of my mouth, but it's possible. It's something with an in. They were playing really cool rap tunes when we walked in, yes. and not in that cheesy Starbucks way either. Like really cool. Yeah, rap. Right. They, they were playing. Black Delicious. They were playing yeah. Melodica when we walked in. Yeah. 93 Till. Yeah. So like. we, we were having a good time. Dave's, I mean, Nate said the coffee was appropriately pretentious for his, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for his liking. So, and uh, we really needed coffee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Necker. N-E-C-K-A-R. Necker. Yeah. Uh, would, shout, shout out to the Neckers. Yeah. Necker uh, coffee here in downtown Boise. So we will actually be coming to you with more content from here. Day two at the festival. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. This is what we do. As always, you can follow us at DadBodRapPod on Twitter, at DadBodRapPod 
On Instagram, we drop episodes every Thursday, except last Thursday, because we are on retreat, bitch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are back on the the wheel. We'll be churning out episodes every Thursday for the future foreseeable. We are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Sail away across the sea. Sail away